For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the one Amen. Open your Bibles up with me to James. James chapter 1, verse number 5 is where we'll begin today. And I want to greatly encourage you in God's Word in your life. What God's Word can and will do in your life when you apply it. Amen. When you read it, you obey it, you apply it in your life. God's word can do great and mighty and wonderful things in your life, in your family's life, in your home. Amen. So let's look at what God's words can do and will do for you and how it can be done in your life. Look with me now in James chapter 1, verse number 5. The Bible says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. You know, we have many problems in life, but the Bible doesn't give us specific answers for every little problem in life. The Bible doesn't give me an answer when my truck blows up and I don't have any money. What do I do? It doesn't give that, but it does give us principles to live by. And you say, well, where do I start, preacher? I can simply say this. Grab the Ten Commandments, put them on your wall, and start to live them out in your life. Read God's Word. Pray fast. Seek the face of God. Start with something simple. Grab the Ten Commandments and obey those, and God will show you more. God gives us all the principles that we need to live by. You see, spiritual wisdom is not something that is unattainable. It's not something that only the elite or only the people that are paid by a church or pastors of a church or, or deacons or somebody of that nature can obtain. No, God says, listen to what he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Spiritual wisdom is you asking God, reading God's word and applying it to your life. That's what it is. It's that simple. Ladies and gentlemen, we complicate things and say, I got to do this and I got to do that. But the truth is, if you'll but read God's word, apply it and obey it in your life, God will bless it. Amen. So I'm going to say it again. Spiritual wisdom is the application of God's word in your life. Grab the Ten Commandments. Post them on the wall. Start there. Obey those. Amen. Keep it simple. God will show you the rest. The Bible says, the Bible says, but childlike faith. Amen. It's not something that is unattainable. No, God said, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God and he'll give it to you liberally. Amen. Look with me now in the next verse. James chapter 1, verse number 6. But let him ask 
in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind. The first thing that verse says is let him ask in faith, not wavering, not going, well, maybe, well, it might, well, you know. No, the Bible says that you are to ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. In other words, you're just blowed around by every little thing that comes around. If something changes, it, you get blowed this way. Something changes, you get blowed back the other way. No, the Bible says that you're supposed to stand on God's word. You claim it, you obey it, and you apply it to your life. And when you ask God, the Bible says that you don't waver, that you are talking to God Almighty, and you are His child. If you are saved and born again, and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, hey, you can approach the throne of God boldly, not wavering, and ask in faith. Without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible, it is impossible to please Him. So I'm going to look at some things today. To I want you to know what it is when you go to God and you ask Him in faith, not wavering. Ask When you ask, you must know that God has the power to do so. The Bible says that if you have faith, you can move mountains. So I ask you, I, how big is God in your mind? How big and how powerful and how mighty is God in your mind when you go to Him and you ask Him to help you or you ask Him to deal with the problems that are in your life or you ask Him to help you put food on the table or you ask Him to help you pay the light bill. You ask Him to help help in your marriage. Amen. The Bible says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So how big is God? How powerful is God? I want to encourage you today when you go to God, when you take it to God. Like the Bible says, let him ask in faith. I want you to know when you go to him, you're talking to an almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God who is just sitting, waiting, and wanting to hear from you. And the Bible says in verse number five, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God wants you to ask him. The verse here says he wants you to ask him. Just like a good parent that loves their child, you want when your child needs something or your child's hurting, you want them to come to you. God is the same way, but on a much greater and mightier level. David said in the Bible that God is sitting up there with his hand cupped behind his ear, waiting and wanting to hear from you. God is listening for his children to ask him great and mighty things without knowest not. Jeremiah 33, 3 tells you that. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. God wants you to call upon him. God wants you to go to him with your problems. God wants you to go to him with your praise. God wants you to go to him when you need wisdom. God wants a relationship. God wants to be close to you. He wants to walk with you and talk with you so much so that he sent his son to die on the cross so that he could have a relationship with you. And when you go to him in prayer, hey, know this, 
God wants your burdens. God wants to intervene. God wants to help. And you've got to realize who you are speaking to when you go to God. I want you to remember when you get on your knees to pray, you're talking to an almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God. I'm talking about the creator of heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea, the one that spoke with his mere words everything that we see into existence. God can split the sea in half. Amen? In Isaiah 40, verse 12, the Bible says, God holds the seven seas in the hollow of his hand. You think of how big the ocean is. The Bible says God can hold that in just the hollow, just the palm of his hand, God can hold it. The Bible says that he can measure the universe with just the span of his hand. From the end of his pinky to the end of his thumb, God can measure the whole universe. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't even see what's all out there. As far as man can see, we can see 46 billion light years into the universe, and we have no idea how big it truly is. But we do know that the Bible says that God can measure it with the span of his hand and you have the right to go to him if you are saved if you are born again to boldly approach the throne of God and ask him ask him for wisdom ask him to intervene not wavering knowing that God has the power and the resources to do it to fix the problem to intervene in your life are you broken are you struggling financially God owns the cattle on a thousand hills the Bible says in Psalm chapter 50 and verse 10 God can make things happen that we never thought was possible that's what he tells us in Jeremiah 33 3 call unto me and I will show thee great and mighty things amen the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please him so you've got to know who you're talking to when you go to God God has the power. You can ask God for things that are impossible because with God, the Bible says all things are possible. You can ask him to defeat the giants in your life because our God is a giant killer. David showed us that with a rock. A young man with a slingshot and a rock killed a mighty warrior of a giant. Why? Because God did it in and through him. And David knew without wavering, he had faith that God was going to come through on his behalf. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. God is looking for somebody like that that he can use. Are you like Moses? Are you stuck in between a rock and a hard place? See, as Moses was leading God's people out, he got stuck in between the ocean and Pharaoh's soldiers coming after him, they're going to kill him. God said, and Moses and the people, there is no way we're all going to die. But God made a way when there was no way. He split the sea and those people walked across on dry ground to safety, the Bible says. And as Pharaoh's army came in there, they tried to cross in the same place and God slammed the sea shut and drowned all of them, turned all of them into fish food. Listen to me. The very thing that saved them, the very thing that saved them, God used it to kill their enemies. The very thing that God uses to save you, God can use it to kill your enemies. That's exactly what he did with Moses when he split the ocean and they walked across on dry, dry ground. Why? Because God can he has the power to do so. He is God Almighty. You can ask him to walk with you in the fire and be the fourth man in the fire, and he will, and the fire will not burn you. But it's even more than that when Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were through in that fire. The Bible says that there was a fourth man in there, and it was like the Son of God with them. And when they pulled those young men out, they didn't even have the smell of smoke 
on their clothes. It didn't even touch them. The only thing that got burned off with the, were the ropes that were put on them. See, God may allow you to get put in the fire, but it's just so that it can, what the world, whatever the world has put on you, is to allow that to get burned off. But he will be there with you, just like he was with those young men. And the smell of smoke didn't even get on their clothes. Listen, God is waiting to show you great and mighty things. You've got to pray and pray and pray some more. Don't give up. He may not answer it in your lifetime. You may not see it while you're alive, but know this and have the faith that God can answer it even after you're dead and gone because God has not forgotten that prayer. William Tyndale, listen to me, William Tyndale translated the Bible into English so that we could have a Bible in English. And back then in 1536, it was illegal to have a Bible in English. They did not want the common people reading the Bible. But God laid it on William Tyndale's heart, and he ran while he was doing this, and he translated the Bible into English so that me and you, think about that, and we have Bibles laying around everywhere here in America. This man laid down his life. And you know what he got? For translating that Bible into the English, that when they finally did catch him, they tied him to a post, they strangled him, and they lit him on fire. But listen, his dying prayer when he was tied to that post was, Oh, Lord, open the King of England's eyes. And in 1604, long after he was dead, God did just that. And the King James Bible came out of that. God answered that prayer. Long after he was gone, God can answer that prayer about your son, about your daughter, about your grandkid, about your family, about that situation, about what's going on there. God knows all about it and he can answer it. Maybe you'll see it and maybe you won't, but you've got to have faith knowing that God can and God will. Will you grab that promise? Will you claim it? Will you apply it in your life? Because the Bible says, no good thing will he withhold to those that diligently seek him. Where does that say it, preacher? In Psalms chapter 84 and verse number 11, it says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Bible says no good thing will he withhold from those that walk up rightly. Make sure that you are seeking God's face. Make sure that you are walking uprightly. Make sure that you're living a good, clean, pure life. Make sure that you're putting your faith where it ought to be, and that's in God Almighty. And listen, when you go to God in prayer, you're not talking to the president or some billionaire. Both of them together couldn't control their next heartbeat. You're talking to the creator of heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea. He can part the sea. He can send a fire from heaven. He can raise people from the dead, as he did in John chapter 11 with Lazarus. It says in verse number one, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse two, it was that Mary, which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. So here's the one that Jesus loved, the family that Jesus loved, and one of them, Lazarus, had died, and they sent for Jesus. And as we do many times in our own life, we think, where's God? Where is he? I've been asking for this. I've been asking for this for a long time, and he hasn't showed up yet. I, I don't feel him. I haven't heard from him. I don't know what's going on. What is going on? If you read John chapter 11, verse 21, you'll see that she felt the same way. 
Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. God, if you'd have been here, God, if you'd have showed up, God, this wouldn't have happened. I know it would. But you listen to what she says in the very next verse. She says, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. She said, even though I know my brother's dead, but I know whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. Listen to me. You have got to have faith like Martha. You've got to know, even though this problem's here, it's come and gone, but it's still there, it's still there, God can still fix it. God can still bless it. God can still make it happen. Because in verse 43 of that same chapter, John chapter 11, verse 43, And when he thus had spoken, he cried a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. You know what? Lazarus got up out of that grave and came forth. God, Jesus, called him by name. Now, there's a lot of speculation why he called him by name, but I truly believe that Jesus' word is so powerful. If he had not called him by name, if he'd have said, hey, dead man, come forth, every dead person that ever died would have come up out of the ground. But no, Jesus said, you, specifically, Lazarus. And you know what? When you go to God and you give God your problem, and when he goes to fix it, you'll know because he'll call it by name and he will make it happen. He's not late. God, listen, God, Jesus, showed up after he was dead because he showed him he had the power to defeat death. He had power over death. And he proved that with his own life when he laid down his own life. And he rose again the third day. The Bible says that he defeated death, hell, and the grave. He has keys to it. And he has power over it. It could not hold him. So when you go to God, nothing wavering in faith, asking him, because prayer is the key, ladies and gentlemen, because there has never been anything, there is nothing now, and there will never be nothing in the future that is impossible to our God, to the one true living God. The source of all wisdom is God, and wisdom is obtained by reading and obeying God's word and prayer, and it's available to you liberally here every day to every body. But you've got to go to God to get it. It's given liberally without reproach, that verse says. Let's read that verse again. Where we first started, James chapter 1 and verse number 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Go to God in faith, not wavering, knowing that God can. Don't let winds toss you around. Don't let problems push you around. Don't let people and words push you around. Don't let how society changes push you around. Don't let those things happen. Know that God never changes. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. And I tell you what, his word is the same way. And God has given his word to you. You know, something I tell my young son uh, Isaac, is that a man's no better than his word. A man is no better than his word. That's why we have all these contracts today, because people don't keep their word. That's why you have to sign a deal or, or, or a contract, because why? It, it forces you to keep your word, because somebody will take you to court, because you swore on that paper when you signed it, yes, I will take care of that, or I will pay for that, or whatever the thing is. But listen to me. The Bible 
is God's holy word. And he tells you in Psalms that he holds his name, he holds his word above his own name. His word is more important to him than his own name. There is not one promise in the Bible that God is not going to keep. And they are to you. Ladies and gentlemen, will you get in there? Will you claim them? Will you know and will you claim them in faith, not wavering, knowing that God can take care of the situation? Verse number seven says, For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. That person that wavereth, that person that's driven like the sea, tossed to and fro. The Bible says in James chapter one, verse eight, the next verse, a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Everything that he does, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You see, the crucial condition is that we ask in faith with not doubting, knowing that God can. Don't let problems push you around. Don't let problems make you doubt God. Don't let problems in your life, because you read the Bible, God's people have problems. The Bible tells you that. The Bible tells you to expect it. The Bible tells you to expect persecution. The Bible tells you that people are not going to like you when you tell them about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells you, yo, they, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Don't let those problems push you around. Don't let them make you waver like the sea driven with the wind and tossed. You know, hey, if they, even if they take your life, if you lose your life it does not matter this life is but a vapor hey god's there and you'll be in his hands the moment your heart stops if you're saved if you're born again if you're if you've repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the lord jesus christ let's read a couple more verses verse 9 and 10 let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with the burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and floweth thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perishes. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. The Bible says, let the brother of low degree rejoice. You say, I'm nothing and I'm nobody. I don't have anything. But if you have Christ, the Bible says that you can rejoice why? Because you belong to him. But as a rich man who has everything here on earth, mansions and prestige and position and power, the Bible says that's nothing more than the grass in the field. When the sun comes up, it's going to scorch it. It's going to die. It's going to be as nothing. There'll be nothing left. But listen to me. When you belong to Christ, you have everything. The Bible says you can rejoice and that he is exalted. Verse 12 and 13 say, Blesses the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Can you imagine standing there, and as God gives you, Jesus gives you the crown of life, he presents that to you. Now, we're going to cast them at his feet because we're not worthy. But can you imagine the honor? You say, in this hard life, I've had such big problems, but they are nothing when you can think about the Lord Jesus Christ handing you a crown of life. Those problems will be as nothing that you've had here on earth. And then we'll get to cast that crown at his feet because he's worthy and we are not. Amen. Verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted. 
I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither he any man. God's not going to tempt you with evil, but the devil sure will. I ask you today, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever been born again? Have you ever realized you're a sinner in need of a Savior? You're going to die one day. Get on your knees. Repent of your sins. Ask God for forgiveness. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352 352- 247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.